waves, right? So I'd have waves where I'd get back into it and I'd do some more research, read some more, listen to some more, and then stuff would happen, right? And I'd get super excited and then I'd go back into a wave kind of forgetting about it. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer. And today I'm welcoming Chelsea Luther to the podcast. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to have you here. Chelsea and I are actually meeting for the first time today. We connected on Instagram. I found her. um, She's the founder of this amazing business that you can see why I want her on this podcast because her business is called Thank You Gratitude. And I was really drawn in right away by the way that she talks about gratitude, by the way she shares um, ways that you can practice gratitude every single day. She is a life coach who specializes in gratitude and she's originally from California and she's actually been living the no bad life after having spent seven years in New York city. She's in her third country, uh, since the global pandemic began. And I was just sharing that. I just love this courageousness and this attitude of, you know, really living a life that you want and you choose to, uh, when, you know, it might be really hard to. So, Chelsea, I love to hear from my guests a little bit about their story. I'm curious if you kind of, did you grow up as a a grateful family, as a grateful person? And this sense of adventure and travel, was that kind of from your family? Hmm. No, it was not. So I, I had a wonderful upbringing. I love my parents dearly. And I came from a suburban town in Northern California, easy upbringing, but I wouldn't say it was surrounded I wouldn't say it was rooted in gratitude. It was more societal norms, right? So you're going to go to college, you're going to get a nine to five, you're going to follow the rules and you're going to get married and have a family and all those things. So I've definitely put my parents through the ringer a bit the way I'm, I'm living my life. I am turning 30 next year and I am a solo nomad, like you said. So not exactly what they were expecting. But when I was 15 years old, I read a book called The Secret. A uh, very popular book. I think it was it was also popularized in a, a little mini film, which I actually never watched the mini film. But I read this book and I just thought, wait a second, my thoughts create my reality, so I can create my reality. What does that mean? And I was awestruck by it, and that is really where my journey began. Okay, so Chelsea. You didn't know this, but I also had a very similar experience. Really? Yeah. So my gratitude journey really did begin with the secret. Oh, it's amazing. I have the chills. I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Considering I'm 15 years older than you, so I was around 30 when I came out. But um, I I don't know if you remember this. You might not have had this um, where you lived or maybe not aware of it. So the secret used to sell they had these gratitude journals. They were called the secret gratitude journals. And on one side of the page, it said, 
right in the present tense, what you're grateful for today. And then you had another page where you wrote a gratitude intention of what you wanted your life to look like. Did you ever see those? I did not. I love that though. I do. I have a similar practice now, but I I didn't realize that they had a, a journal for it. That's amazing. Yeah. So cool. So I love that you and I actually started our journey in a very similar place at a very different time in our lives. That's for sure. But, um, so you're a young 15 year old, you get impression, you know, get this impression of the secret. You start to realize that, you know, our thoughts create our reality, which absolutely is, you know, the way things do happen. Um, but you weren't finding that to be what was happening in your life. So, how did you get from that, you know, learning about this thoughts create my reality to actually getting to the, the person whose thoughts create her reality? Yeah, that's a great question. So I kind of went down a self-help rabbit hole over the course of a few years. It wasn't right away, but I always had this idea in the back of my mind and I would kind of have waves right? So I'd have waves where I get back into it and I do some more research, read some more, listen to some more, and then stuff would happen, right? And I'd get super excited. And then I'd go back into a wave of kind of forgetting about it, right? And I remember one point in college where I wanted to study abroad. I had never left the country before. And I just had a feeling that traveling was going to be something so exciting for me. So I really wanted to study abroad. I needed to make money to do it. And I wasn't really vibing with the people that were at my school. And I just was kind of in a rut. And I reminded myself of the secret. Another rabbit hole, reading, researching, yada, yada, yada. And I almost hit a point of burnout. And I remember just sitting in my dorm and it was hot. I was sitting in my bed, sweating, just kind of in a bad mood. And just this light bulb went off. And it was just gratitude. I'm getting the chills just even thinking about it because there's not much of a story behind it, right? Like nothing really happened, but just this word, gratitude. Wait, that's the answer. That's that one thing, no matter what you read, no matter what you listen to, if you are in the self-help industry or the wellness industry, that word is present. It has to be, right? It's strung through everything that you're listening to, everything that you're learning about. And I was like, that's it. I don't need a million different modalities. I don't need to research a million different things. I don't need to be overwhelmed. I just need gratitude. And that's when it really, that's when it turned around for me. Oh, I I really love that you've shared this because I agree. I find that we can make it so complicated and so overwhelming. And, you know, the whole basis about what I do is wake up with gratitude, right? Just make that choice to wake up every single day and be grateful and to live a life of gratitude. And you share a lot about, you know, the importance of gratitude for what you already have. Right. Mm -hmm. And that concept of being grateful that for what we already have is what allows us to attract more and more into your life. So you have this realization. And so how did you move forward? Like, did you end up going for that year abroad? Yeah. So The second, like I said, it was such a shift. The second that word just flashed in front of my eyes, I was like, okay, gratitude. How can I root myself in gratitude? How can I focus on gratitude? And just within a few months, a job kind of landed on my lap, a sales job. It was my first time having any commission-based job where the effort level that I put in gave me back my earnings. And I was selling knives. A lot of people have heard of, yeah, they, they get a lot of college people to do it. And 
it's one of those things that people drop out of really quickly. And I decided to root in gratitude and do quite the opposite. And I did this little push for two weeks and I made $10,000 in two weeks. Mind you, I mean, I had never made any money. So $10,000 in two weeks. I mean, I could just cry in happiness to this day, just thinking about how much that meant to me. And then I was able, because of that, to go study abroad in Florence. And that ignited my love for travel. That place holds my heart. Absolutely. I mean, Florence is my heart. And yeah, I mean, since then, my life has been about travel and experience and food. And yeah, I mean, it was such a pivotal moment. I, I even forgot your question because I'm just no, you in that moment. Oh, totally. 20 year old me. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, how old were you? You said you're 20 year old? Yeah, I believe I was 19 or I, I was probably 19. It's totally. 20, 19 or 20. Florence is, I've also been to Florence, a really incredible place. One of my absolute favorite places to visit. Just, you know, the bridges and the scenery and obviously the culture and the museums and the food and the whole. So, oh, that's amazing. And I love it when, you know, this practice of vibrating in gratitude and thanking, saying thank you for everything really does manifest into the real world. It's, it's such a powerful way to, to live and to make that decision. So I'm curious, um, you do talk about gratitude as a lifestyle in your, on your website and in your blog. And that really intrigues me because that's definitely a way that I, of course, I aim to live that way. So what is, when you say gratitude is a lifestyle, what does that mean? Yeah, I love that question. I think we really misinterpret what gratitude is. Gratitude is not saying thank you after you receive something, right? I mean, of course, that is being grateful. You want to say thank you after you receive a gift, but living through gratitude is completely different. It is rooting your life in gratitude. It is waking up with gratitude, it is going to bed with gratitude. It is being grateful during the good times because that's easy. And it's also being grateful during the bad times because that's not so easy. And I think one really important thing to note is living in gratitude doesn't mean you are vibrating high all the time and you never have bad days and you never feel negative emotions. It's actually knowing that you're worthy to go through those waves. It's knowing that you're safe to feel sadness and knowing that you deserve to feel all of your feelings and have bad days. Okay, before we were rudely interrupted by my daughter who saw a spider in her bed, which <laughs> or in her room. I mean, this is my life. Um, I just wanted to um, pause for a moment and come back to you know what you were saying, Chelsea, about this gratitude as a way of living as a lifestyle and this the importance of, yes, receiving and saying thank you as being grateful, but really living this way is acting in gratitude throughout your day. One thing I actually wanted to ask you to maybe expand on a little bit is you mentioned about gratitude when things aren't going well. So I know I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here, but can you think of an example of when things weren't going well for you. Actually, I think there's an example really very recently in your life that I that I saw in your stories that something did not go well at all. How did gratitude help you through that? Yeah, so um, I got to Mexico City a bit over a week ago. And when I got here, I got to my Airbnb and it was um, really 
not as, as pictured. It was very dirty and I, I'm not super picky, but I, I want to have a clean, comfortable space. And I mean, I, I walked in that place and my heart dropped <laughs> and I will say, I do know, and I think this is what you saw on my story on Instagram was just through this gratitude practice was what helped me deal with it so gracefully. And I pulled out my computer. I emailed a bunch of Airbnb people and I found a new place. And in that moment, I, when I have moments like this, I just, I remind myself the universe is serving me. Everything that is happening is serving my highest potential good. I'm grateful for this uncomfortable moment. I'm grateful to know that I can handle this uncomfortable moment. I am grateful to know that I'm going to get myself out of this uncomfortable moment. And having that blind faith that the universe truly, truly is serving your highest good, it really does make situations that we label bad, situations that we label uncomfortable, so much easier to deal with. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love, letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude, love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. Oh, yes. I That was so juicy and so perfect. And why this importance of gratitude as a practice daily for when the stuff comes up that we didn't plan for and that we didn't expect. And it does make it a lot easier to get through something when we have those resources at our fingertips to say, I mean, I hear your words. And I was like, I have said very similar words. Mm-hmm. We just moved. So just another fun story as of stories of houses and locations. Our move um, was on the, during the first heat wave we had here, I live on Vancouver Island off the coast of West coast of Canada. We don't normally get 
very hot days, but for some reason, the weekend we were moving was the first, it was called a, a heat bomb. Oh, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. And people here generally don't have air conditioning. Our new house does, which is amazing. So we're moving on this like ridiculously hot day. They didn't send enough moving crew. They, our old place had a steep driveway, all these things. They were like, we're going to be done by in five hours at uh, one o'clock in the morning. They finally left our old place and came to our new place, which was only a 10 minute drive away. And we unpacked until 6am. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, I just kept reminding myself of things to be grateful for, right? Like, what am I grateful for in this moment? Right. I'm grateful that my husband is able to help. I'm grateful that it was only a 10 minute drive away. And it wasn't, maybe we were moving, you know, across the country or something. And the, the, it took that long. I was just trying to focus on the little things to be grateful for, even though in the moment it was just such a, not a great experience. So yeah. 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 And, and it's, and that's okay. Right. It's okay for it to be uncomfortable and not be a good experience and not be happy about it, but you can still be grateful. I think it's so important to understand that both of those things can live in the same house. Yes. Right? You're allowed to be angry, but still be grateful at the same time. That is allowed. Oh, yes. I feel like I'm like, yes, girl. If you yes. You're not watching the video or listening to the audio, but I'm like cheering <laughs> over here. Our it's hands so, are up. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because I, so I still, I gave the crew a tip because they were working. They were, here's the thing is like, in my mind, I'm like, they're working as hard as they can. It's actually not their fault. That the first job of the day was improperly scheduled. It's not the crew's fault that the they didn't send a big enough truck. It's not the crew's fault that they should have had a third crew member. Mm-hmm. But they aren't to blame. So I totally get that feeling of like I was angry with the company, mm-hmm. but not with the crew because I knew those guys were working as hard as they could. They didn't even take time to like have a meal or have a break, and they worked. It was I think it was twelve hours by the time they were done our move. Mm-hmm. So friends, okay, this is the one that that Chelsea just shared with us that I really want you to take home. And if you can say it again about, you know, the anger and the gratitude. Yeah, yeah. you are allowed to be angry or frustrated or sad or whatever it may be and also be grateful at the same time. Those things can live in the same house. And actually a great question to ask yourself to pull yourself out of victim mode and then help you reframe what's going on in gratitude, which I just thought of this with what you were saying, like it's not the company's fault, right? They were working as hard as they could. So you ask yourself when you feel that frustration come on, you feel that anger come on, or you get triggered by something you ask, is this happening to me Mm. or is this just happening? And nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, the answer is going to be, it's just happening. Yeah. Okay. So what can I be grateful for in this moment? That is just happening. Yeah. And this is, this t- leads me to the question I was going to ask you, cause you had been talking about how we create stories, right? Mm-hmm. Our, the stories we create about the situation really is about the emotional reaction that we have in the situation. And if we're thinking, well, is this actually just happening and I get to choose how I react that is so powerful. So can you explain a little bit what you meant when you said like this creating, how we're creating stories with our thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we create thought stories every day and that is what creates an emotional charge to something. So if we take your example of the tough move and it was hot out 
And you create this thought story of how it's really hot and the driveway's steep and this is happening and that is happening. The workers are late. There's not enough work workers. You're putting all of these thoughts together that are creating a story that are giving you an emotional charge in your body. But if you had a totally different thought story, like you were telling yourself that you loved the heat and that you were happy that the workers were running late because there was actually something that you really wanted to get out of. Let's say maybe you had an engagement with a friend that night and you really actually didn't want to go to that. And you're like, oh, wow, this is so awesome that the workers are late and that there's not enough of them and that, you know, because now I might be able to get out of this event. And so now the thought story that you have is creating a positive emotional charge in your body. And we have the power to create what thought stories we want to create. And it's really important to be aware of that and to understand that your thoughts are creating a story every day. Every day we have thoughts that are creating a story and that is creating an emotion in our body. And if we want, we can come become aware of these and we can change them and we could create new emotions due to the thought stories. Does that make sense? Does that oh. answer your question? Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that I really try my best, listen, I'll be totally straight with you. Like that night I was like making up all kinds of stories. And I was frustrated. My husband is always like, he's like, you can't change that. You can't change the fact that there are only two crew. You can't change the fact that they don't have a bigger truck. Like they ended up having to bring in another truck and the manager came and all these things. Right. And he's like, you can't change it. Stop being frustrated. Like we basically, because my daughter was with us, she's 10 and she ended up like, we had no furniture in the new house at all. Nothing, not even, we didn't even think to bring like a blanket or a pillow. So she's lying on like a, a, you know, a picnic blanket on the floor of an empty room, trying to like sleep one o'clock in the morning. She's trying to sleep. And just, it was amazing. Actually, there was a true moment of gratitude because my husband had to put things in the car so we've been making car trips. And then at the last minute, he put a bunch of stuff in the car just to like get everything out of the house. And it turned out that he'd brought like a little mini mattress for my daughter. And I was like, oh my God, you're so smart. You like packed a mattress right there. Cause our mattresses were literally at the front of the truck. So they, right. they were coming out till the next Not day. Yeah. And I was like this moment of real gratitude for my husband for, I'm like, you're so smart. I'm so happy. Thank you so much for bringing that. He's like, I didn't really plan it, but it had, you know, he just made it happen in the, in that moment, I found gratitude and it really helped me kind of get through. Like once my kid was taken care of, yeah, I was like, well, I can, I'm going to pull an all nighter. I can do this. Right. So this is so Chelsea, I'm so excited that we've done this together and we've connected because this really helps people to understand that gratitude is more than just saying, thank you. And just, you know, thanks for this meal, which is important, but this lifestyle and this, this building up this gratitude muscle and this practice that allows you to deal with our thoughts, how we react to things and really attracting the most incredible things into our lives. So tell me a little bit about how you work with your clients. I love that you said muscle because that's exactly what it is, right? It's waking up with gratitude and flexing that muscle every day, even when it's hard and it's okay if it is hard. And when you flex a muscle every day, it strengthens. Mm -hmm. And that is the work that I do with my clients. And what I actually say to them when we first start working together, um, I guess most people are just going to be listening to this, right? But I'm putting my hand up, like creating a line, right? And if this is your baseline level of happiness, 
we're humans. We have bad days and we have good days. So your bad day is going to be below your baseline level, right? And your good day is going to be above the baseline level. But when you cultivate a habitual gratitude practice, that baseline moves up. So your bad days, they're a lot better than they were before, right? Again, I'm moving my hands. That's less thingy. And maybe you're not fully getting it. But when you raise that baseline level of happiness, those bad days don't feel as bad anymore. And I call that the simmer, right? We just don't boil as much as we used to, right? We're just kind of living on simmer. And those good days, I mean, they just feel so much sweeter. But really to answer your question, I mean, that is the work I do with my clients, right? We we raise that baseline level of happiness and a lot of it roots back to gratitude. But we also do a lot of work surrounding limiting beliefs, really unearthing what is in that subconscious mind that's holding us back. What are those thought stories? A belief is really just a dominant thought. So what are those dominant thoughts that are creating the behaviors that we don't want? And how can we rewrite those thoughts? How can we create new dominant thoughts and new beliefs so they actually serve and support you in living your dream life? So it's a lot of breaking down those old belief systems and clearing self-sabotage. So you feel freer and safe to take steps towards the life that you truly want to live. And you, my friend, are living the life that you truly want to live, right? You're just, you are. I love that so much. Um, I just really want to wrap up by asking you just a personal question. Yeah. What is your like gratitude practice look like? How does gratitude show up in your day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My, I would say just the basic practice is every morning and every evening, I record three gratefuls and I do, um, I I do this in a specific way. So I write down what I'm grateful for and why I'm grateful for it. The why is very important to actually think through the gratitude because when you actually think through it, you ignite that genuine feeling of gratefulness and that automatically releases dopamine and serotonin to your brain, right? So you automatically feel relief and feel happier. After I write them down, I reread each one slowly and I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you three times is my thing. And the reason why I do this is because there's there's actually this, it's, uh, it's called the 17 second rule. And it states that if you can hold a thought for 17 seconds, Um, I read this in a book called Ask and It Is Given, a phenomenal read. Yeah, you know? Oh, Um, yeah, I know it. (laughs) Life-changing read. Um, If you can hold a thought for 17 seconds, it ignites similar like thoughts. So if you ignite these gratitude thoughts in the beginning of the day, you're basically setting your day up to have more grateful thoughts. And then the last part of my practice is, is very important. It's what I'm writing I'm coming up with a new thing to be grateful for every day. So all these three things are going to be new things. And that is important for two reasons. One, it shows you how easy it is to be grateful. You could look around your room and come up with 80 different things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be some massive thing. You could really feel into how beautiful it is that you have a toothbrush that you can brush your teeth with, right? The other reason why it's so important goes back to reprogramming our belief system, When you scan for new things to be grateful for every day, what you're doing is training your brain to do that on its own. So oftentimes we pick up on things that annoy or frustrate us throughout the day, right? But when you train your brain to actually scan for things to be grateful for, you won't pick up on those things that annoy and frustrate you. You'll actually start to pick up on things that make you feel grateful. 
So that is what I would say my main practice is morning and evening. I do three things. And throughout the day, I really stand true to what I shared earlier. Um, how is this serving me? Uh, everything that's happening to me is happening for my highest good. And that helps me find gratitude in the painful things that happen. Because of course, like I said, life is never all rainbows and butterflies. Life happens and it's about dealing with that um, in a way where you feel still rooted in gratitude, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your gratitude practice with us. I really like this idea of I'm very big on specific gratitude as well. Um, I learned that from Sean Aker and the happiness advantage. I love that book too. I think we need to swap reading this. They might be the exact same. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, cause I was like reading some of this of you. I'm like, I read that somewhere too. Like we really yeah. have a very similar reading list, which is so interesting because there isn't really like a reading list for gratitude. Like I've always, that's one of the, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I did write a book called 30 days of gratitude, because I was like, I want to write a book specifically around gratitude because it shows up. You are yeah. so right. It shows up all the time, but no one's really teaching it. And I, that's why I was just so attracted to the work that you're doing is that you are teaching this, you are leading like this and it's really beautiful. And so thank you for sharing that practice though, um, of the, the why behind it. I, I actually hadn't thought of that. So I'm going to try that. I, I, what I love about doing this podcast is that I'm always learning new ways to practice gratitude. And I've been doing this podcast for more than a year and a half. So just if you're stuck with how to move forward in your gratitude practice, know that there are unlimited ways for you to practice gratitude. And maybe one little thing you learned today from Chelsea um, or from our conversation is going to be your spark to ignite, you know, raising that baseline every single day with gratitude. So uh, Chelsea, I just wanted to ask, where is the best place for people to find you? Yes. Instagram is definitely the best place. Please DM me. I love meeting new people. I love talking to the community. And my handle is TY period gratitude. So just like TY for thank you, TY period gratitude. Oh, so amazing. I'll make sure that all the important links are in the show notes. You'll definitely want to follow her on Instagram. That's how we met. And her content just really lights up my feed. And I just, I'm so happy that we connected. Um, I feel like this is the first of many conversations because we just were so beautifully aligned. So thank you so, so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so, so much for having me. It was such a blast. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.